We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, which is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. Coming up, the latest episode of KCSN Update, your daily Chiefs podcast and video from us here at KCSN. It's the headlines, rumors, stories, and stats people are talking about to get you through the day and caught up with all things Chiefs. Different guests each week with different perspectives. The latest episode of KCSN Update, proudly presented by DraftKings, begins now. What's up, everybody? I'm BJ Kissel, and this is KCSN Update, our daily chief show and podcast here at KC Sports Network, presented by our good friends at DraftKings. Thanks for hanging out today. Please hit that like and subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. Helps us out, and it grows the channel. And if you look around this channel, I promise you, if you're a Chiefs fan, there is a little something for everybody on our YouTube channel. And if you're listening to the podcast audio, you can find all of our channels by searching KCSN. We don't just cover the Chiefs, although got about 18 shows a week that are related to the Chiefs. But we also have the Royals, KU, K-State, Mizzou, Sporting KC, the KC Current, and some specialty shows mixed in there as well. Like I said, we cover all Kansas City sports, and we've got something for everybody. You will find something you like at KC Sports Network. It is Thursday, and we've got a special guest because I told you we were punning on Tuesday the five burning questions with our guy Nate Taylor. We are doing that today, so we will have Nate from The Athletic joining us in just one second. But first, here's a quick word from our friends at DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is my go-to when betting on the NFL this holiday season. They have the best app that's easy to navigate, and I love all the different plays they offer and how quickly they pay everybody out. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. And check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. My personal favorites are the anytime scores. You don't have to be a betting expert, and it doesn't matter the score of the game. You've always got a shot. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code KCSN place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code KCSN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And so now let's welcome on Nate Taylor from The Athletic for our five burning questions. Nate, I know that uh, you took the fam down to Houston, got a chance to take him to a game. 
Uh, how was that experience? Normally we talk on Tuesday, so it's always talking about the previous game. Now it's a little different talking on Thursday. People have moved on from that one, but I want to <laughs> get your thoughts as somebody who was there. Take us inside what that game was like, because for us, it was just a weird one uh, afterwards. wasn't really quite sure how to feel. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm glad that you know we were able to adjust. But look, I I appreciate that. At some point in like the 2019 season, me, Joshua Briscoe, uh, obviously says Kaiser, shout out to him uh, for, for filling in for me on Tuesday. But, you know, we came up with this sort of uh, mantra thought process that, you know, the Chiefs only play weird games. And <laughs> for it to circle back on Sunday and Andy Reid to just sort of say like, well, how do you how do you sum this one up, Andy? And he's like, it was a weird game. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. Um, it was it, that's that's all you guys uh, tend to do. Um, but it'll be memorable for me just because uh, this was the chance that me and Holly had to take Hayden, our, our seven-year-old son, to his first NFL game. Uh, obviously, made a holiday trip out of it down in Houston. Got a little bit warmer weather, which we all appreciated. Um, but yeah, he won't have trouble <laughs> sort of remembering this game. He had a much better first NFL game experience than I did growing up um, with the team winning in overtime, with it being a, a compelling game throughout, whether you want to include Carl Sheffers or not, whether uh. you want to say that, uh, you know, the defense struggled at times. But, um, yeah, with, with the team winning Sunday and clinching the division, what I wrote in The Athletic is basically kind of what probably you felt after the game, what Andy Reid, you know, explained to us. Not only was it weird, but they have to go through this celebration of like handing out the commemorative hats and t-shirts yeah. for winning the division. Yet I don't know if like the guys who've done it before, not the rookies, not the first, yeah. not like, you know, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster or Marcos on the guys who are on the team for the first time this season. When you take away all the newcomers for the guys on the team, it's like, well, we've done this part before, but we don't totally feel satisfied yeah. with the fact that we clinched the division even though we did it three weeks with three weeks left in the season so it was a it was an odd game um the team had plenty of mixed emotions but at least they won bj yeah i mean it's the Jarek mckinnon stretch of the season you play poorly but you see <laughs> one guy to step up he's got 250 yards and four touchdowns over the last two weeks <laughs> needing to be the hero to come in mm -hmm. and pull us out of these, these bad losses that uh, like the Indy one earlier in the season. But mm -hmm. again, you, you have more than 500 yards of total offense, 223 yards given up by the defense. And after the game, we're like, this isn't good enough. This isn't going to get it done because you have hundred yards and penalties and turnover. There's other side of this, but you just look at it from like a box score standpoint. It's like, it's crazy. Second. Why am I so upset about this? Because on paper, it looks like they played pretty well. Uh, but when you watch it, you're just like, this isn't this isn't going to get it done. And then I got to remind myself the next day, I like look in the mirror and be like, what kind of fan do I want to be? And I realized <laughs> all I cared about going that game was win the game and don't have any major injuries. I don't care how it happens. Those are the two things I cared about. And they won the game. They didn't have any major injuries. That's true. And they got a lot, is... to, a lot to talk about. That that is true. You know, the the to be honest, the 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 outcome of the game would have been a lot different if Isaiah Pacheco doesn't fumble on the first snap of a possession. Yeah. yeah. If you know, obviously Harrison Bucker makes the potential game winning field goal, and if 
a drive that is going in a very positive direction doesn't end with a call that like I didn't know was totally reviewable and also did the Texans clearly recover the football on Juju Smith's fumble yeah. I, I who knows but that's that's three possessions where maybe you get a field goal maybe one ends in a touchdown and maybe even another one is a 50-50 proposition of touchdown or field goal so it it is a weird game, but this is all they do, BJ. They only yeah. play weird games, even with a team who only has one winning, one winning one game that they've won on their record entering week fourteen. It's 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 nuts. I'll tell you what I told uh, Matt Miller on Monday morning after I looked myself in the mirror, and it was a true story. I did look in the mirror. I was like, I didn't ask myself what kind of fan I want to be. I I looked and it was like. <laughs> Why do I feel so entitled that like I'm upset that it's not easier for the Chiefs just to go and dominate everybody? It's like I I know better. Like I was there in 2019. Like I know that there were times in the season where everybody and we all had those feelings of like this isn't going to get done. This team's not good enough. But every team, the Buffalo Bills have moments like that. Like the mm-hmm. Bengals have had moments like that where their fans are like, we can't beat the Chiefs playing like this. Everybody does. You're in the mix. You're good enough to to get it done be happy with that at some level while also being frustrated watching a team you know is significantly better than they're playing. Yeah. Um, Andrew Wiley was probably the most honest in the locker room, which is saying to me, um, well, Nate, we get everybody's best shot. And yeah. this is what we have to come to expect. And again, for someone like Andrew Wiley, who's been through this multiple seasons, he's aware of that. Maybe it's something that the younger guys, the newcomers that are obviously experiencing it for the first time. But yeah, you know, something that every Chiefs fan could hold on to with true comfort, wrap it around like a nice warm blanket this weekend, regardless this is, of what happens. This is what I needed. Regardless of what happens against the Seattle Seahawks, wrap, you know, get both hands, wrap it around yourself, feel that warmth because your team won the division. And the first playoff game that they play in is going to be at Arrowhead Stadium. So with everything that we can talk about, with all the issues involving the team, doesn't it feel nice and warm in, you know, a shelter environment that as there's chaos between whether the Dolphins are going to make it to whether the Ravens are going to somehow get into the postseason whether who are we going to play? Maybe the, you know, the Chargers may have to win out in that cold out there, but you're inside already the divisional champs got obviously plenty of wood to put on the fire. Like just understand that like you won the division and the first playoff game is going to be at home. So that's what Chiefs fans can hold on to and actually know that that's reality and yeah. actually know that um, a lot of other teams and their fan bases would love to be in the house that that, that Chiefs fans are in. It has been an amazing week for all the reasons you mentioned. And it's been an amazing week on social media for NFL fans because Jacoby Myers and the Patriots, Woo! what the hell are they doing? Mac Jones attempting to tackle Chandler Jones. Like that's as bad as the throw from Jacoby Myers. As much as they're going to watch that highlight. It, everybody talks about Jacoby Myers. I watch Mac Jones. The clock's out. You make any kind of tackle. You hang on to his leg long enough for a team to come do like your teammates to come do it. You're going to overtime. You have a chance to win. That's the, that's an Oklahoma drill to win a game. And you don't, it's not even full on contact. Just like wrap him up, do something. He had uh, no run. He had no running start, BJ. He just caught the ball and noticed, oh my God, the only guy 
in front of me in the end zone is the is the quarterback. <laughs> it, it's not like he's running five yards uh, with yeah. a head of steam. So no, it's an embarrassing play. And look, if the if the Patriots don't get to the playoffs this season, which is looking more and more likely, you can obviously point back to that moment as hey, they uh, they didn't they didn't make a winning play when they absolutely had to, or yeah. one teammate didn't cover for another teammate's blunder. Well, between that for NFL fans, for uh, Chief Superfan getting arrested for robbing banks to fund his fandom, this has been quite the experience on social media. But the other one and the one I want to ask you about, and you know I'm going with this because we're talking about every one of our shows, because <laughs> I've got an interesting take on I've got an interesting take on this, and I've disagreed with guys like Kendall Gammon, who not only played in the NFL, played in the position in the battery of what we're talking about. Um and I've got some language I'm going to use later warning everybody uh, okay. with a, a reference uh, in from a movie that uh, came up when I talked with Kendall. But can you please give me your thoughts on Dustin Colquitt, Tommy Townsend, James Winchester, Harrison Butker, this whole situation as quickly as you can in a very nuanced kind of thing as somebody who's in that locker room and knows these guys. I'm going to lean on statistics. I sometimes hate being that person just because – Obviously, there's a lot more that goes into it than just what the bottom line numbers tell you. But yep. given the way this offense is one of the best in the league, I would tell Chiefs fans you should only trust these. You should only trust this operation from 40 yards and, and in on field mm-hmm. goals. Now, um, I understand Harrison Bucker has missed some extra points. That obviously leads to the discussion at hand with Tommy Townsend and um, Dustin Colquitt. You know, trying to get everybody to understand that. Um, the kicker needs the operation to be smooth and consistent so that he can remove that part of the equation from his mind. When we all know that an NFL kicker has one of the hardest jobs in the sport (laughs) because he's not getting hit. That's the whole thing. His thing is not physical. A lot of it is mental before he makes contact with the football. But statistically, BJ, they should only be trying field goals from about 40 yards in end for the rest of the season. We have two sample sizes now to pull from. Uh, obviously, the way the game ended in Cincinnati. Now, yes, that was to tie the game. We don't know how the game sort of concludes, even if Harrison Bucker makes it. But he missed in that opportunity. He missed Sunday in Houston. As I wrote in The Athletic, it is probably the lowest moment in Harrison Bucker's career when you really consider the fact that this is yeah. what he is known for accuracy clutchness and hitting field goals from long distances that are often difficult for his peers at the position so if he cannot do that right now because of his left ankle injury an injury that will be with him all season which i told you here months ago months ago bj i was one of the first people to sort of i think gather at the time by talking to people in the organization like this is this is going to be evident and it's going to change Mm -hmm. the calculations for Andy Reid, for Dave told the off, excuse me, the special teams coordinator, and obviously how the season plays out. And that's actually what has happened. Um, yep. And I applaud Harrison Bucker for trying to be as honest and as candid as he can be. I thought you were going to say myself. So I thought, I'm going to applaud myself for being right no, about what no, I told no, no, Sorry. No, that's, no, why, that's why, if you watch no, it on YouTube, that's no, why no. I started smiling and laughing. I was like, is he about to credit himself like that? No. Hey, I would, I would, you. you were right. Pat yourself would, on the back, buddy. I will I will <laughs> never do that, BJ. I just I'm here to provide consistent, reliable news that is both relevant in the moment and that might be relevant as the season plays along or free agency. Like I'm, I'm trying to do this 
at the at the best of my abilities. But I also do applaud that, you know, Harrison Bucker's like, I can't worry about the laces. I can't worry about the situation. I can't worry about how much my ankle hurts or it or how my body just doesn't feel right now the way it felt at this point in the season in 2019 or 2020. I gotta go make the kicks. While also acknowledging, man, there are so many other variables that I just did not have to consider in yeah. 2019 and in 2020. So with all of that said, I kind of want to go back to the stats. He is excellent from 39 yards and in. Like most mm-hmm. kickers, he's basically 50-50 from 40 yards and out this season. With an injury that you know is not going away anytime soon or is not going to be fully healed until he stops playing football in the offseason. So all that tells me is if Tommy Townsend, who might not want to listen to Dustin Coquit, but if he listens or if Dave Tobe can reach him, then you should trust this operation. I'm not really worried about James Winchester, although I know he had the low snap in Cincinnati, but they can be consistent from 40 yards out. Everything else is 50-50, and you don't need to add more stress when you have Patrick Mahomes on the plus side of the field in a playoff game. Yeah, You know Harrison Bucker's injury is not only playing with him mentally, but it's obviously messing with the mechanics, and now he's losing a little bit of faith and trust in both the operation – and what he sees consistently before he makes contact with the ball every time he kicks a field goal. Yeah. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Mine, and and thank you for giving the context of like on the field stuff, because mine is, should 
how should Colquitt feel about Tommy Townsend's response to him saying, and I don't think he was calling Tommy out as much as he was. This is an operation and this isn't, this part of it's not good enough. We have Mm -hmm. been tearing apart Harrison Butker all year. I have been saying, I don't trust this dude. And maybe it's entitlement because he's been so nails for so long that now we're like every other team. That's not the Baltimore Ravens to be like, (laughs) Oh man, are we going to make this kick? But now it's such a thing that, if there is something, and these, these are a lot, I don't know any of this. I know I was plugged in. I know some of these guys. I don't know any of this stuff. So this is my opinion. My opinion is I want guys like Dustin Colquitt to come out and tell us stuff like that more. That's not disrespectful to the player, but you're educating fans on what's happening. Mm-hmm. And my opinion, mm-hmm. you start to peel this back. It's like, if this is what's actually going on, which Dustin would know, sorry, Tommy, mm-hmm. like, Dustin would know if you're not doing this correctly, he absolutely has a right to come out because Harrison Butker, and I'm not saying Harrison's not the kind of guy that's going to call Dustin and be like, Hey, all these fans are making fun of me and Tommy's the one screwing up. It's not what's happening. But if Dustin's watching because he knows what to look for in those situations and it's not successful, you have been there. How many times Mm -hmm. have you ever heard Harrison Butker even allude to somebody else not doing their job to the best of their ability. That's caused him to get all of the shit that he's been catching. Never heard it. Never. So the second that anybody shines a light on, hey, this other side of it's not good enough, what does he do? Oh, we're not going to listen to people on the outside. They don't know what's going on. You're talking about one of the best special teamers in Chiefs history. A legend. A legend that knows what he's talking about that does not have a history of doing this kind of stuff. Correct. And so to me, he he wasn't disrespecting Tommy, but he's a phenomenal punter. This aspect isn't good enough. And it's causing that guy to miss kicks. That's getting shit from everyone who has not said one word to the media about any of this publicly, which by the way, doesn't go go ahead, (laughs) which led me to Kendall Gammon. When I had the conversation with him saying like, this is the stuff that needs to stay in house. And that's why I disagreed with them. I go, no, they need to educate fans. So if they start missing field goals or anything again, you know, the first thing they're going to do more the laces, like what is it leaning the right way? All of the other aspects that make sure that that battery is working yes, the sir. way that it should. Yes, sir. But I was like, Kendall, this reminds me of the departed. If anybody's watched that movie, I'm mm-hmm. like you, it's like Mark Wahlberg saying, this is how I treat feds. This is like the chief saying, this is how we treat fans. We treat them like mushrooms, feed them shit and keep them in the dark. Like, tell us fans, like, what to look for and what's going on so we can be more educated about yes. when to assign blame. Because we're always going to assign blame. That's what fans do. Like, they get emotional. They want to blame somebody if something doesn't go well. At least let us be a little more educated about the way in which we do that. And just because the light shined a little bit on Tommy Townsend this time, I didn't like the way that he handled it. And I continue to like the way that Harrison handled it, even though it doesn't have anything to do with they just need to get it right. right. But from, like, a what's going on standpoint, didn't really like the way that this is all played out. That's my two cents. Here, here's, cents. What, here's what I'll say quickly. I love it. It was, it was, a, that, was a, that was a dime. That was 10 cents, my friend. Um, Thank you. I, I loved every part of it Once because uh, <laughs> here's what I'll say to your points, which are excellent. I understand what Kendall Gibbons is saying because that's old school thinking. No. I'll also, and by the way, love Kendall Gibbons. I've talked to him several times. What I love, though, is that Dustin Colquitt is holding his former teammate his successor, and his former head coach and special teams coordinators accountable. That's what he's doing. I'd rather Dustin Coke calculated in his mind and essentially said, I need to say this now before we get to January so that they can figure this out before they play games in January. Like he's doing something on behalf of the organization 
that you might want to look back a few weeks later and say that actually did some good because they actually had to figure it out and it was in a public manner instead of in-house, which if Dustin Colquitt has noticed this for weeks, it ain't being fixed in-house. So he pulled he pulled a card that he's not he has not pulled before since he stopped playing for the Chiefs, which is I'm going to tell everybody what the issue is so that they actually have to fix it for the betterment of the team, the fans. And look, this is why as reporters, as analysts, as media members, you have to value the opinions and the perspectives of everyone that's involved in this. And Harrison, like Harrison Bucker is so tight with Dustin Colquitt. And yeah. Dustin Colquitt offered all the advice he could to Tommy Townsend before the 2020 season when Tommy yeah. Townsend was entering the league as an undrafted free agent rookie, who, by the way, was, yes, replacing the most legendary punter in Kansas City Chiefs history. I know, so- that doesn't, I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but for Tommy Townsend, you best not suck as a rookie. And unfortunately, his his worst game of the season that year had to be in the Super Bowl. It just yeah. like, these are just facts, ladies and gentlemen. And so, and if, if anybody can hold him accountable, it is the guy who used to do his job. But he's doing it so that the issue can be addressed because it's it's been talked about not publicly, and he sees the issue continuing. So he has yeah. to do something differently that he thinks can help the team, even though he's not on the team this season, which again, a wild element that we are talking about in week, what, 16 of the, the season? The hero we need, not the hero we want. Like he, he did exactly what he should have done. Yes! To your point, there are people out there that think that Dustin Colquitt is bitter because he took his job and that's no! why he's coming out last year. That's not Those why people have never talked it. to Dustin Colquitt before. <laughs> that bleeds the cheek. Like this, <laughs> I agree with everything you just said and I never thought of it that way. That's a phenomenal yes. way of putting it. There, talked about could he be this- competitive? It could have been bummed out when he didn't make yes. team. Yes. Did he know as soon as he signed, like, you know some of the dynamic of how the, mm-hmm. that went down. Tommy Townsend had his choice of going to different teams. Uh, he was one of the most uh, coveted yes. free agent, undrafted yes. free agent kickers or punters at uh-huh. that time. They wanted him. He was going to go somewhere where there's competition. So we'll yes. keep that. There's stuff there. Yes. But it had nothing to do with Dustin Colquitt being upset. He knows he was older player in the league. I'm not spe- speaking for Dustin. I never talked to him about it. It was after I'd already left. So don't know any of that. But like there's, I would be absolutely floored more than just about anything I've ever heard if there was an ounce of bitterness as to why Dustin's no. coming out now and saying this. He's coming out now, to your point, because it's right, it's true, and he's holding people accountable that yes. now we're all talking about them while at the same time kind of defending Butker in a way that now I'm like, you know what? If these problems have been going on, Butker hasn't this. mentioned a word, yes. and Butker hasn't said a word about it, that's how you handle this. You get a yeah. little light shined on you, all of a sudden you lash out at somebody that is the best to ever do at your position. I didn't like it. All right, let's move yeah. on. That's one question. It took 20 minutes. It's so fine. we're going to rapid, it's, let's rapid it's, fire the next, the next, the next two are pretty easy yeah. on the burning questions. I asked your guy, Seth, uh, the same question. Is this team following the Texans, uh, Texans win? Is this team good enough? Do you yeah. think this team is good enough? Yeah, they're good enough okay. to get back to the AFC championship. And then it's going to come down to two or three plays, right? See what I did there? Yeah, yeah, they're good enough. To get back to the AFC Championship, I will say this until the season ends, and I hope people understand what I'm getting at. The Chiefs are not supposed to win the Super Bowl this year, guys. They're not. They traded away Tyreek Hill. It was this is a reload season, not a rebuild. They're playing six rookies on defense. 
dog, it's insane. It, it's, <laughs> it's a reload season. And what I mean by that is they were still competitive and they somehow yet again won the division when everybody else got more experienced, veteran, like talented players for the Raiders, for the Chargers, for the Broncos. Now, did it work out for those teams? No. Chiefs are still better. That has been proven out. So at that point, when the season began on September 11th, my as I thought about this going to State Farm Stadium, which is, of course, where the Super Bowl is going to be played this season, my thought was if this team gets back to the AFC Championship game for a fifth season, that is an achievement, and that is a successful season. Everything after that point is essentially gravy or a windfall that you did not see coming because there were different sort of elements, different sort of things that had to happen in the season that you could not anticipate. What I can tell you, BJ, to your question is, they are good enough to get back to the AFC Championship game. I don't know where that game is going to be played, but they are good enough to do that because the quarterback is excellent. The defense has enough pieces to make contributing plays as the supporting actor to the lead actor, which is the offense. Yep. If the special teams doesn't get involved, they are good enough to get back. All right. What whatever happens that is is really up to who is the team that day, who's their opponent, how do yep. things sort of shake out. And if it's Buffalo, this is a Von Millerless Buffalo team with a Josh Allen who's kind of banged up. They play hero ball. If you really watch Buffalo, Buffalo lives and dies by everything Josh Allen does. Wow. And it he's phenomenal. He's phenomenal to watch. It, it's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, seems like a great dude. Like it'd be easier if he kind of came across like a guy that you didn't want to root for. Um, <laughs> but that's what makes it fun. Yeah. That'd be damned if the Bengals come to Arrowhead and beat the chiefs again. I, I don't, then you just kind of accept the fact that like call him daddy like that. What do you do at that point with all the shit, you know, that's going to be talked all week going into that game. If they come to Arrowhead, hopefully that's how it plays out and win that game. That's why I, there's not a game. I have going to have more FOMO for missing out on than chiefs Bengals divisional round at Arrowhead stadium. Like that yep. game will be absolutely phenomenal. And, um, uh, I know I, I will be at a watch party with some friends watching that game, but um, whew, that's going to be a good one. All right, let's move on to the next one. Do the Chiefs win out? Do the yes. Chiefs end up with the one seed? Do you think Buffalo drops one of the next three? I think the Chiefs went out, and I don't know if Buffalo wins out. Obviously, the, the biggest game left on either team's schedule is uh, Bills at Bengals on Monday night. Is mm. that correct? That is correct. That is mighty tasty, boys and girls. I don't know who going to win that game. Now – um, the Bengals probably have the better defense entering that game, but Josh Allen can do some wild things, as you mentioned earlier, which can yeah. maybe equalize uh, the outcome of the game. I think the Chiefs do win out. Um, Seattle, unfortunately, um, doesn't have a defense who's playing well at this time of the year, which is what you need. I know Chiefs fans are obviously concerned about their own defense. Um, right. This game is being played at home after three straight road games. I think that will matter. Yeah. Um and, you know, for the Raiders are not out of it technically. I don't know if they'll still be in it technically in week 18. I know that's going to be contentious in its own right because it is Chiefs Raiders. And, you know, I'm sure the Raiders will understand the Chiefs will have something to play for if they win the next two games because there might be a chance for them to grab the one seed. And by the way, right. if the Bills lose to the Bengals, I am already preparing myself for the NFL to push that game to Saturday, which is what they did last year 
for another divisional round game on the road to say, hey, if the Chiefs win, then we know everything in Week 17 sort of falls down from the AFC perspective. If the Chiefs lose, everything gets even more interesting on the AFC side for Week 18. So just keep that in mind, ladies and gentlemen. The league might move that game to Saturday if the Chiefs have a chance to win the one seed. Um, But I think they'll win out, and I'm not sure about Buffalo. Okay. That January 2nd, Monday night game, 7.30 kickoff between the Bills and the Bengals. Chiefs fans should have their own watch party. We should have a watch party for that mm-hmm, game. Mm-hmm. You, should, you should want that game to go to overtime to the <laughs> very last minute if you're a Chiefs fan. Yes, absolutely. All right, let's move on to the next one. We're going to do rapid fire with the rest, uh, at least those two right there. Because um, I agree with you. I do think the Chiefs are going to win out. I don't think Seattle's been playing great, but you know, four, they've lost four of the last five. All five of those games have been within one possession. And mm-hmm. so I don't know if the Chiefs cover in this game might be the first time I've ever said that line's 10 points. A lot. So yeah, it's a lot. The weather is going to be an issue. I know that Kenneth Walker will see if he ends up playing, you might have more information on that. We'll, we'll get the, the Seahawks injury report at about 1130 tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, Tyler Lockett not playing in this game, uh, which uh, sucks. It sucks as somebody that uh, loves watching the play. Yeah. All right. Another one This more matchup based for this one because we've talked about this with Andy Reid for so long. One area, Seattle, not good at all. Rush defense. Is this the week that <laughs> Isaiah Pacheco or somebody, the Chiefs rushing attack, I think I gave you this once before, and we were right uh, on it. Do they, the running backs for the Chiefs, 22 and a half carries combined, over under, with the weather, the matchup. I say 23 and a half. That's way too, 23 and a half, over under. These are these are handoffs to the running back. So when I look at the box score and I see a mm-hmm. running back carry, I Sky Moore doesn't count. The jet right. sweep stuff does not count. Right. That's Patrick Mahomes scrambles. Patrick Mahomes scrambles don't count. We know That's they're not I doing ask. any designed runs for Patrick Mahomes. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say over BJ. This is it. This is the week, baby. This is uh, it. This is it. Don't Andy Reid. Don't worry about who's going to win the MVP. We know who the best quarterback is. Cut the bull bleep. Um, hey, Eric Bieniemy, this is one of your games, man. This is one of those throwback games to the 90s that he used to play at the running back position for, like, the Bengals and the Chargers in the day. It's one of them games. Uh, Ronald Jones, you good? Because this is it, man. Like, now you need thunder and thunder. You don't really need yeah. lightning. You know, you can use lightning as a changeup, obviously. And and as you mentioned earlier, Jared McKinnon has been fabulous over the over the stretch run here. But I think this is a Ronald Jones game. You want to save Pacheco a little bit because he's your lead dog going into the postseason as the yep. you know downhill runner. I'm but liking hey, where you're going with this. But hey, Ronald, we need you for 10 snaps, baby. And we need you to get in the ice tub, the cold tub, get that chicken broth in you. And let's Most go, man. There in a, a- yeah, I know that yeah. Seattle's got a chance to, to make the playoffs and go, so it's not like they're not going to be motivated, but right, it's hard for anybody to get motivated in negative windshield degree weather. And Ronald Jones, bigger physical, although I like the way Pacheco runs, it's it's mm-hmm. matching up for that. Yep. Um, but every time I every time I see this, all I think of is Andy Reid playing 40 chess saying, Well, they think we're gonna run because it's set up for the run. So we're gonna pass. There's always a reason to go back to the pass. You know, he is a Hall of Fame coach, by the way. Let's just acknowledge that. Well, yeah. But, but, We've but been like, talking about him running the football since 1999 with Doug yeah. Peterson under center. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. So, look, 
get a lead, obviously, and then and then mint that clock. You know, if you hand the ball off, the clock continues to run. Um, but yeah, like I get the sense that 17-7, middle of the third quarter, just hand mm-hmm. that thing off and see if they want to stop it. And then put Ronald Jones back there and see if they want to tackle him. And hey, it's guess what? It's third and two. You know, now, you can, now anything's available to you to keep running the football on first and second down because you're up Jared 10 McKinnon, points. 25 uh-huh. yard screenplay. Hey, hey, it's been working. You know, don't, don't, don't do something that you have to do uh, for a obviously more threatening opponent later in the year. But I'm going to give the over. You know, I'm, I'm usually the, the realist in this situation, but I'm going to be the optimist here alongside you and say, hand that thing off so the clock can continue to run. With yeah. your 17 to 7 lead, don't care about Vegas, don't care about stats and MVP award. And Patrick needs three touchdowns to continue to stay ahead of Jalen Hurts or whatever nonsense. Jalen Hurts not on. playing. Jalen Hurts not playing against the Cowboys, I think, has kind of ended it. That was the one thing I thought that could keep Patrick Mahomes from winning MVP is if Jalen Hurts mm-hmm. went out and dominated the Cowboys. Yep. It looks like he might not play in that game. If he doesn't play in that game, or if he does and doesn't play at an MVP level, I don't think you take it away from Mahomes. So hand the ball off. You know, let's listen to us. Andy, Eric, being a me, you know, listen to us. I think maybe my blind optimism is fading because this could be the first time in my life where I'm like, you know what? I don't think the Chiefs are going to cover and I'll take the under, which I've never done, which undoubtedly means they're going to win by 30 points and score like 45 points on offense and just shatter it. Because uh, that's what happened before the Bucks game and before the 49ers game. Where I was mm-hmm. like, don't expect it to get right game for the Chiefs offense. And then we saw them clicking on all cylinders. Uh, all right. Final question. Again, we're with Nate Taylor from The Athletic. Put your your crystal ball wherever you got it. What are we talking about on social media next week as Chiefs Twitter? Because it's been a doozy this week. What's the conversation next week after Christmas? Everybody's sitting around with their families. They're talking about stuff and stuff just mm-hmm. happens. What's the conversation? It could be football related. It could be fan related. It could be anything at this point. Um, I hope it's not somebody embarrasses themselves in less ideal temperatures at the game on Sunday. So stay warm, get liquefied, but not too liquefied. Mm. Um, I think what we'll mostly be talking about is the defense, BJ. This is what it all comes back to. Uh how does the defense look with le- with two weeks to play before the first playoff game? I'm I'm going to be really conventional here. We know the offense pretty much is what it is. Like, part of me wants to say like people want to talk about Kadarius Tony, but you know he might play another ten to fifteen snaps. Same for McCole Hardman, by the way. So I, I don't expect yeah. them to have like major parts of of Sunday's game. It's more of a ramping up, sort of getting them up to speed with everybody else. So I think that leads to the defense. If a Chiefs fan or two don't embarrass themselves at Arrowhead Stadium on Sunday. But like we're not wearing shirts and being like, I'm stronger than the cold. And you're like, oh, that guy's really tough. And then you don't realize. And then like he's the in the hospital. <laughs> you don't realize that like for the rest of the week, that guy's like, can't get out of bed. Yeah. And- <laughs> don't die. It's all I'm saying. <laughs> guys, stay healthy. Stay warm. It's not worth it. There are bigger games left on the schedule if you want to appear at those games to root for your team that is led by Patrick Mahomes. So if everybody handles it responsibly, again, get you some of that chicken broth if you can. 
is to is to is to focus mostly on the defense and the fact that as you said earlier, they got so many rookies on that side of the ball. I mean, yeah, if that's if that's what it's gonna take to get you to get you through it, by all means. But but don't be, is- don't don't end up in the hospital, guys. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Unpaid plug here for Five Farms Irish Cream from our friends at Holiday Distillery. Uh, mm-hmm. You put this with some hot chocolate or some coffee. Oh, Excellent. It's, mm, that, if I was going out to the game and it was that cold, that's exactly what I would be drinking. It's when I went to the, the KUK State game. It was a little mm-hmm. cold, a little chilly, kind of rainy. Little Five Farms and hot chocolate. Can't go wrong. Woo. With that, and we know Chiefs fan. It doesn't matter what the temperature is going to be. There is going to be a line. Matt Matt McMullen, my guy, our guy, <laughs> love that dude. His tweet of the video that's undoubtedly coming Saturday morning about six o'clock. Yeah, well, you of the cars the in. Yeah, yeah with the cars the in line of people tailgating in Ooh. the line to open up the gates, and it's like how many people can get there that early before it starts blocking traffic to four thirty-five, and then they have to open early. 30 minutes before the staff game day staff gets there. Like you're going to let him into the parking lot. There's no staff here. It's like, deal with it. We're blocking 435. Can't happen. That video is my favorite thing that he does it's, because uh, it's different. It's, it's, it's pretty excellent. And look, this feels like a playoff game from a temperature standpoint, but it's not a playoff game. It's just, this season <laughs> is, this season is unusual is how I'll describe it. Just because again, guys, they have all 10 rookies that they drafted on the active roster. And they still won the division three weeks before the season was over. Suck it, haters. I, I said I was going to be insufferable when they won the division. And I got called out because after this the Texans game, it was like, hey, I thought you were going to lose your mind. I was like, they won the division when they beat the Chargers last time. Like, that mm-hmm. was when I was like, it's over. I don't care what week it officially happens. Done. So go back and watch that game. I lost my mind uh anyway appreciate everybody for hanging out nate man always appreciate what are you working on uh this week what can people look forward to with your work at the athletic yeah i usually wait until about week 17 in the old in the in the before times bj (laughs) now it's like i usually try to do a rookie report heading into week 18 but i think it's time to do it now i'm I'm gonna write uh something about the rookies just because of what i said earlier like they have all 10 guys are on the active roster like that is just that's absurd to me um about seven of them have legitimate playing roles 
Um, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna write about the idea that like the rookies have this many snaps, and to your point, BJ, they're gonna all matter in the postseason. Um, and it's something that the Chiefs sort of zigged when everybody was zagging. Um, so I'm gonna try to explain that as best I can later this week on the Athletic. Shameless plug, everybody can hear Joseph Hefner, our analytics guy, our sports data guy that uh, writes for us at. Um, our, our Substack has been tracking and he has a chart that compares the number of snaps that our rookies play compared to other rookie snaps. So mm-hmm. if you need that, Nate, I can hook you up and give you those mm-hmm. information because yes, sir. I poor Kiana Martin back in the day when she was my intern, I had her hand <laughs> tabulating that exact stat. And then Joseph reached out. He's like, this is really easy to do with like his fancy smart guy stuff. And he just like put it together real quick. And he's like, here are your numbers. I'm like, Five. I did. Char- I charted that by hand, and it took hours and hours. And I had this what? huge print off. I actually Dude. gave it to John Dorsey, Three. and it was like this huge print off because it was that 2015 class. It was right. like the Ramik Wilson, DJ Alexander, James O'Shaughnessy, Mitch Morris, Marcus Peters. Like all those guys were playing a lot, and yep. they weren't as impactful. They weren't as good of a team that year as the Chiefs are this year in getting that production out of the rookies. Good stuff, man. Again, that's Nate Taylor from The Athletic. Always appreciate you joining by, man, and catching up with us. And we appreciate everybody out there for listening. Please follow us on your favorite podcast platform. Hit that like and subscribe, follow button, all the good stuff. You know, click all the good stuff, say all the good things. We appreciate you. Hope everybody out there has a safe and uh, happy holidays and Merry Christmas to all of you. Uh, Spend some quality time with your loved ones, uh, even as we create digital content to distract you from work, whatever it is, put your phone down shut your computer, spend some time with family. And when you open it up, make sure you're listening to KC sports network. So anyway, appreciate all of you. Love you all out there. Have a good one. See you later. Thanks for listening to KC sports network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review. If you like what you heard and think others would as well, you can find all six of our channels at KCSN covering the chiefs, the Royals sporting KC and the KC current. Plus, KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.